Yeah, let's just talk details later about who these people are, so I can I can plan better. Good evening. I'm not. I don't even mean that. Good evening. We're learning Masechet Rosh Hashanah Daf Chafhei. It is a a long blot, an interesting blot, and we're going to get started. We're starting with a fresh mission at the last line of Chavdal and Amid Beis. Let's get started. Maisa, there was a story that we had said that by the very end of the month that uh, they, they saw the old moon in, by Shachris and the Mizrach and they saw the new moon by Mariv, but we said that's impossible. Remember we said that there was had to be a 24-hour break between the two moons? So it says the Gemara, Amar of Yochanan in the Mishnah at the top of Chafem Ralef, It's impossible. These people are not correct. However, Kshaboli Yavne, at a time when the Sanhedrin was located in Yavne, so then Kiblu Rabban Gamliel, he did accept their Edus, even though it was an Edus that was a little bit difficult to understand. Okay, so then the Mishnah continues with Odin. Furthermore, another difficult case that Rabban Yochanan, that Rabban Gamliel accepted, the Od, Bo Shnaim, Inuhu Bismano. That they saw on the 30th. They saw the moon on the 30th. That was Bismano. On the night, uh, which would have been the slam dunk, that it would have been a, a month that was an Ibor, lo nira. And in that case, too, says the Gemara, Bikiblan, Rabban Gamliel. Rabban Gamliel also accepted that testimony, two cases that seemingly are not very logical to accept. So much so that says the Gemara in the fourth line of Chafem, Adalaf Amr Abdosa ben Horkinus, Edei Sheker Hain, Rabbi Gamliel, I don't understand. These people are Edei Sheker. It's impossible. Both of these cases are not feasible. How can it be that yesterday uh, she had a baby and today she's still pregnant? Obviously, just a muscle to highlight. You've got your things out of order here. The moon showed up and then didn't show up. That doesn't make sense. It should be a new moon. So Amar Lo Rabbi Yeshua, Roe Anias Devarecha, I even agree with you, Rabbi Ribdosa. Uh, so then, Shalach Lo Rabbi Rabban Gamliel, Rabban Gamliel, who everyone was, was uh, pouncing on for his shita. And he said to Rabbi Yoshua, goes, Rani Alecha, I'm making the following zera against you. See, I say, says Rabban Gamliel, that I'm a Kabbal the Edus and it's Rosh Chodesh on the 30th. You're saying that really we shouldn't be Makabal and it's therefore on the 31st is Rosh Chodesh, which therefore means that if this is the month of Elul, that, that Yom Kippur is going to be pushed off a day. So Rabban Gamliel was was playing the ace up his sleeve. He says, you, according to your cheshman, which is Yom Kippur, I demand of you that you come to me carrying your money and carrying your cane. Ah. So now it's like a, it's like a, like the fight outside the saloon. You know, everybody's holding their gun and Rabban Gamaliel is just throwing down and he's saying, you, I'm going to force you to come, uh, to come see what, what I mean. I'm telling you that I'm right. You need to come to me on what you think is Yom Kippur. Now, if you push off, if you make the month Me'ubar, that means Yom Kippur is going to be a day later. So the way that it would work is that according to Rabban Gamaliel's math, Yom Kippur, well, let's call it the 10th of Tishrei. And according to the math of the, uh, of the others, it would have fallen out a day later in the 11th of Tishrei, and therefore that was he was Gozer on them. So that's what the Mishnah says. We'll see more details about this in a little bit. So that's what the Gemara says. We're about 10 lines down on Chav Hamad Aleph. The Mishnah continues. We say, this is a very hard line to translate. The Gemara is going to translate it. Who was Meitzar? Who was troubled? Was Rabbi Akiva Meitzar? Was, was, was somebody else troubled? We'll see soon. So Amar Lo, he said to him, Yeshli Lilmod. 
there's something that I need to learn. Everything that he said ended up being correct. In this regard. No matter what, he's going to be right. I have to follow the guidelines that Rabban Gamliel sets. He's the one who knows what he's talking about. So then he came to Rabbi ben ben Horkinus. And Amar Lo, if we're really going to ask Akasha on the basin of Rabban Gamliel, we are opening a Pandora's box. Why? Because then, last short line on the Yamad of Chafayim and Aleph, then, and if you find one mistake looking back, the whole calendar adjusts by a day. And that you're causing some serious retroactive problems. It can't be that way, implies the Gemara. And therefore, it must be that we leave it alone. Shanaamar, how do we know uh, uh, about Moshe uh, in regards to the Moshe and his base? There's the Gemara Shanaamar, Vayal Moshe, Vaaron, Noda, Vaavu, Vishivim, Mizikne Israel. So that's what the Pasuk says, Mishivim, Mizikne Israel. Why don't we know who those people are? The Lamalonis, Parshu, Shmos, and Shalzakanim. Why don't we say who they are? We've given some real estate in the Torah to Moshe quite a bit and to others, and Nadav and Avihu. Why is it that these people were left out? Ella, and here the Gemara, the Mishnah is giving a very, very important point. This is a long Mishnah, almost till halfway down on the page. Ella, Lelame, second of the wide lines, third of the way down. Shekol, Shlosha, Ushlosha, Sha'amdu Bezdin Al Yisrael. In any case scenario where you have three people that are sitting on a Bezdin, they're Dayanim, Harehu Kebes Dino Shal Moshe. They have halachic status similar to that of Moshe. So let's say that a person has a case of a Din Torah and they have to go to the CRC or to the Aguda for a, for a Din Torah. The three Dayanim who sit up there, Dino Kemosha. They have the halachic status. It's as if in halachic terms that they go to Moshe. You don't have a right to argue with them. It should be with a similar deference that whatever they say goes. And that's what the Mishnah writes. Anyways, what ended up happening with the whole fight that they were having about, uh, about this month where Rabbi Gamliel accepted Adim that others thought were Edei Sheker. So the Mishnah concludes with the following story. Rabbi Yoshua did the following. On what would have been the 11th of Tishrei as it related to Rabbi Gamliel, but Yom Kippur according to Rabbi Yoshua. So what did he do? He fasted the day before. If he's going to bow his head so, so significantly that he's willing to do all of these things that would otherwise be us on Yom Kippur, it must be that he then embraced the Shita of Rabban Gamliel. And so much so that Omar, Rabban Gamliel, Uneshako al Rosho, he came over to him and he gave him a kiss on the head. Omar, lo, bo bishalom, Rebbe v'talmidi. You should come in peace, my rabbi, my teacher, and my student. He was both. Rabbi Bechachma, Rabbi Yeshua was wiser than Rabban Gamliel, and Rabban Gamliel knew it. The Talmidi, you're also my student in a way, because Shekibalta Estebarai, because you've accepted my Shita. End of the Mishnah, end of the scene, a couple of quick halachos and a couple of stories. Let's pick up with the Gemara almost halfway down on Chafhe Amid Aleph Tanya. The Brisa writes, Amar Lehem Rabban Gamliel Chachamim, Kach Mekublani Mi Beisavi Abba. I have learned from my father's house. Sometimes the moon has a long trail in the sky, and sometimes it has a very short trail in the sky. How do we know? The summer of Yochanan. My time of debate, this should be Rabban Gamliel, not Rebbe. We weren't talking about Rebbe. We were talking about Rabban Gamliel. That's what we have here on the side. It says in the Hagos, 
Hagirsa, my time of the Rabban Gamliel. That makes a lot more sense uh, because we weren't talking about Rebbe. So says the Gemara, how do we know that it's true that the moon doesn't follow such a rigid path? We know this intuitively because, says the Gemara, Dixiv, we know the path of the sun. And we know this intuitively as well. We wake up in the morning. We could, for all intents and purposes, approximate where the sun would go. We know that the sun rises approximately due east off a few degrees from the horizon, depending on exactly where you are. And then it kicks off to the south in the summer. It's to the south of the equator, but closer to the equator and then comes back down. And in the winter, it kicks out further south in the dead of the winter. And let's call it the, the deepest part of the winter. And then it comes back and sets in the west. But the moon doesn't follow any of those regular rules. So that's what the Gemara says. And then the Gemara tells a little bit of a story. He saw that the moon was showing itself on the morning of the 29th. Now, that's not helpful. The morning of the 29th doesn't mean anything because that's all old moon. The only time it's helpful to see a moon is after the day is over the 29th, seeing it on the 30th. And if, in fact, it's the right kind of moon with all of the questions and interrogations that we saw earlier, if, in fact, that's the case, then we can make that month, that month a chaser, make it 29 and make the 30th Rosh Chodesh. But here he saw the moon too early in the morning. So Shokal Kali picked up some mud, Pasak Bein, he whipped it at the moon. Okay, um, a little bit of a strange behavior. Says the Gemara, what's going on here? Omar yells at the moon. Go hide yourself. I need you at night. I don't need you right now. Get out of here. What good are you going to do? So this was really, you have to understand, like the, the emotional space here is important, is that they were anticipating that all, uh, all Kiddush HaChodesh would be done Bira'iyah. And if they saw the moon that morning, it's like frustrating to see it early. Like, come on, like, give me a few hours. Wait till the sun sets. Then you're the new moon. And then, then we can discuss. So that's what he says. Go hide yourself. Why do you have to say go hide yourself? Because we know that there's a 24-hour break where you can't see anything. So every minute you see the moon is another minute you have to wait within your 24-hour count. So if you saw the moon on the morning at 10 a.m., let's say the dogma, you saw the, the, sun, the moon at 10 a.m., on the 29th, so then he has to wait 24 hours for the moon to be the, the Chadash, to be the new moon again. So that's a problem. Says the Gemara, Amar Rebbe, he says to him, go to this city called Eintav, there, once the night falls, uh, and it's been 24 hours, you'll be able to be Makadish the Chodesh, the Shalach Simna, and then send me a sign that you were Makadish. What's the sign? David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayim. Now then, now we get a little bit of a glimpse as to why this Pasuk is found in the Kiddush Levana packets that we say. What does this have to do with anything? So take a look at Rashi. Rashi is about 15 lines or so from the bottom of the page. He was compared to the moon. That last line is questionable if it belongs. Uh, you can see the, the lengthy commentary of the Hagos Fitzionim here. Either way, a reference to David HaMelech. Next, Tanur Rabbanon, a question that my father asked last night, though it will not be answered specifically in, in the way that we were hoping. Tanur Rabbanon, uh, there was a time when it was very cloudy outside. And the moon showed itself on the 29th of the month. The people said, great, we see the moon on the 29th. Maybe we should be Makadesh. 
Amar lehem Rabban Gamliel, no. Kach mekublani mi beis avi Abba. I have a Mesora from my family. Ein chidusha shelavana. The moon never renews. Pchusa less than mi esrim v'tisha yom. 29 days, umechza, and half of a day, which is 12 hours, ushne shlisheshah, two thirds of an hour, so 12 hours and 40 minutes, the ayin gimel chalakim. Ayin gimel chalakim, what is a chalak? And we say this every time with, uh, you know, with 25 chalakim. So every hour is broken up into 1,080 units. So that, when this is 72 units, so basically the way that it works is it's four minutes approximately. So the way that it works is if you take the, uh, the amount of time that Rabban Gamliel is saying, it is 12 hours plus another 40 minutes and another four minutes and three seconds. So 12 hours, 44 minutes and three seconds. And if you take that and put it into a decimal point form, you will find that the amount of time that Rabban Gamliel had understood, had learned from his family, was the exact average of a solar month is to two decimal points, exactly what NASA calculates as the same. So Rabban Gamliel comes out to just shy of uh, 29.53 days. And I, I have it right here. I, uh, I went online and I figured this, I didn't figure it out. I looked it up. I didn't figure anything out. <laughs> says the Gemara, says the Gemara, nothing. Says the Gemara, Rabban Gamliel. <laughs> says NASA, 29.53059 days. So it's pretty awesome. We were just shy of getting into that second decimal point. Did they use a browser for that? Mark. Yeah, I used a browser for that. I don't have the NASA app, but it would be part of my personality if I did. It's true. It's true, but I don't know. So that's what the Gemara says. Aisha Torah uses this as a well-known argument that, uh, that, of course, if Rabban Gamliel knew to two decimal points or approximately two decimal points what the, what the lunar month was, and for, for millennia, people have been trying to struggle and figure out exactly how to make the lunar and solar months jive, so the Jews had something good going for them. Okay, that's the icing on the cake. It's not the reason to be from, but it does help once you are from. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. He said, therefore, um, because the moon was showing before that, that point in the day, before that 12 hours and 44 minutes and three seconds, so therefore that day is not Rosh Chodesh. And to prove his point, it happened to be that there was a man whose name was Ben Zaza, whose mother died. And what he had done is he agreed to give, he agreed to give a hespit on that day. And when he gave the hespit on that day, what was he showing? He was showing that it wasn't Rosh Chodesh. You can't give a hesped on Rosh Chodesh. So it says the Gemara, he speed the Rabban Gamliel hesped Gadol. Oh, she's such a gewaldika tzadikas. He's speaking about her through the teeth. Says the Gemara, she wasn't such a grace at Sadeka. She was a regular woman. However, wow, wow, you get the nasi to give you a to give you a hesped only timing, to show timing is, everything. timing is everything. She died on the right day, and he was the one who gave the hesped. But again, it wasn't for any reason other than Rabbi Gamliel being a halachist, and he had to say today is not Rosh Chodesh. You saw the moon. I'm going to show you that you are you are all wrong. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give a hesped on this day to a woman who does not. Two thirds of the way down at the two dots says the Gemara. As mentioned, this was a difficult line to understand. Who was the one who was downtrodden? Rabbi Akiva Meitzar or Rabbi Yoshua Meitzar? We don't know who it was. Was Rabbi Akiva bothered or Rabbi Yoshua? So remember the discussion in our Mishnah that Rabbi Yoshua was told that he had to go to Rabbi Gamliel on Yom Kippur according to his math, uh, which would have required some halachic infractions. So says the Gemara. Let's see if we can figure out an answer. Tashma. Let's see. The Tanya, the Brisa writes. 
Halach Rabbi Akiva Umetzal, the Rabbi Yoshua Shumetzar, Kishahu This is a very explicit brisa. And now our Mishnah is more clear that the person who was upset in our Mishnah was Rabbi Yoshua. Amar Lo, he says to him, Rabbi Mipne Ma Metzar. So Rabbi Akiva says to Rabbi Yoshua, Why are you so sad? Why are you so distraught? Amar Lo, he says to him, Akiva, Ra'ui Lo, Shayipo Lamita Yud Beis Chodesh, Vayigzar Lav Gzerzu. Better off being in bed for 12 months, months than forcing me to go on what I think is Yom Kippur. That's ridiculous. Can I please share one thing that you taught me? One thing that we learned, Amarlo Emor. Yes, you can. Amarlo Harehu Omer, three different psukim say Atem, 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 Gimel Pe'amim. It says it three times. So the first one, Atem, Afilu Shogigin. It's going to be your for you, even if you're Shogigin. Atem, Afilu Mazid. And even if you pick the wrong month intentionally, it'll still be it'll still be halachically correct. Atem, Afilu Muatin, even if you're in the minority. And Veloshan Azeh, Amarlo, he says to Makiva Nichamtani, Nichamtani. This is a slightly different one than the one that we're used to, where it says Akiva Nichamtani, and then it says Akiva's name again. Uh, that's the Gemara in Makos after the, the fox and the Beis that's the famous story. So here it just says Akiva, Nicham Tani, Nicham Tani, that he halachically gave Rabbi Yoshua a degree of calm, knowing that he was going to have to do some Isra Malacha on uh, Yom Kippur to make it to the home of Rabban Gamliel with his Makel. But uh, he was, uh, that's uh, the famous line that we say in the Gemara all the time, Koch de Hetera Adif. It's not so hard to be strict, but it's hugely difficult to be Makel. Very, very difficult to be Makel. So here it's the biggest kula ever. You're violating Yom Kippur. Unbelievable level of commitment that you have to have. And you could also understand the political divide, that for those who didn't agree with the party line, quote unquote, of Rabbi Gamliel, you're asking me to keep Yom Kippur on a different day. Unbelievable ask. Rabbi Gamliel held his ground and he said, I know I'm right. And you're going to need to do what I'm asking you to do. Next. By the way, it's Reb Dosev and Horkness, as we saw in the Mishnah, the Reb Yosho went to go to him as well. Tan Rabbanan, Laman Lon is Parshish Moshem Shmosham Shmosam Shells of Kenim Haladu. Why were their names not mentioned? And the Gemara is now going to give a lot of Marimakomas about this. Shelo Yomar Adam Ploni Kimoshiva Aaron Ploni Kinadov, the Aviu Ploni Ki Aldadumida. We don't want anyone to say that you have to be as holy as these Jews, as Moshe and Aaron and, uh, and the others as well, in order to be an Abesdin. But Omer, and as well, we have other Marimakomas. We have Shmuel El Haam Hashem Asher Asa as Moshe Ves. Aaron, that's one part of the pasuk. The Omer, and as well, he says, "Vayishlach Hashem es Yerubal ve'es Bedon ve'es Yiftach ve'Shmuel." Yerubal zegidon. V'lamani krosma Yerubal sha'asam riva imbal because he fought against uh, against the avodazara Val. Bedon zeshimshon v'lamani krosma Bedon deasimidon and Yiftach kemashmo. So what do we see here? That all of these people are equivalent to Moshe and either Yiftach and Shmuel. They're not the same as Moshe, but they're treated equivalently. The Omer and famously. The line that we uh, we dramatize all the time during Friday night diving. So we see over here that Shmuel and Moshe are in the same pasuk. Moshe is not the same as Shmuel. Shmuel is not the same as Moshe. Moshe, 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 Moshe. He's the best. Says the Gemara. Shakal hakasu shlosha kale olam kishlosha chamure olam. I would not want to be in either of these lists, but it's certainly somewhat uh, uncomfortable to be in the kale olam list. Three lightweights against three of the heavyweights. Lomar Lach, what does this teach you? Yuval Bedoro Kemoshe Bedoro. Bedon Bedoro Ke Aaron Bedoro. Yiftach Bedoro Kishmo Bedoro. That when it comes to Dayanos, whoever the Rav is, whoever the Dayan is in your generation, that is your responsibility to be respectful of that person. Your job is to assume that they are halachically Kemoshe. 
we treat them as the same. This isn't a, this isn't a request. <laughs> it's not uh, some type of lofty mida. It's the din. It's the din. They are the best din. That is how their jobs evolved. That's how they got their jobs. However they got it, they got it. And it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they are the dayan. Five lines down on Chav Hamid Beis. To teach you, that even the, the lightest of lightweights, who was appointed to be a leader over the tzibur, we assume that he's like the strongest of the strong. If you have a person that's in a position of authority in a community, so then uh, we treat them accordingly. So again, it's not always easy, but that's the responsibility that we have. You'll argue, well, what about this? Yeah, there are rules. You can't just uh, make things up. You can't break halacha. Yeah, of course, obviously. But someone who is otherwise in keeping with halacha, they, this, uh, all this exploded all over the entire world, certainly where I work about, did you close your shoals? Did you not close your shoals? How firm are you? How dare you? We need the shoals to daven. Yeah, we need the shoals to daven, but people are getting sick. So things were very murky. So there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, vitriol that was thrown back and forth. Not simple, not simple. The Omer, one more Mar Malcolm, seven lines down. Whoever is the leader in your day. Would you really ever think? What, you're going to go to, you're going to do some incantations and call call the dead? These days are not even alive anymore. You can't call Moshe Rabbeinu. We live in 2021. He died three, three and a half thousand years ago. So says the Gemara, of course not. You have to pick the leader that's in your day, and that's the end of the conversation. The previous days were better. Maybe we wish we had those leaders. No, no, and no. The halacha is that we follow the leaders of our times. If you have dayanim, if you have leaders of the community, um, not one, two, not like we have these, some of these halachos do play out in a funny way. Like if you have a, on Rosh Hashanah, there's a din that if a chazan takes the amud betokef, so you're not supposed to answer amen to anything he says. He's not a shleich of the tzibur. The whole point of the shleich tzibur is to be a shleich of the tzibur. If it's not merutza lekahal, you're done. You're out. You're goodbye. So sometimes this happens when uh, when people age out and they really should stop davening, but they don't want to stop davening. They're not merutza lekahal at some point. Rabbi Robinson said that these are some very difficult halachic conversations to have because you're not really supposed to remove someone, but how do you balance it out? Not so simple. So we're not talking about someone who takes the, the podium, the tokef. We're talking here about people who are nismana. They were appointed properly. You don't like them, get over it. It's not about you. It's about the community. And the community has a leader and you have to, you have to fall in line. Quarter of the way down at the two dots. Not on Makalo the story in our Mishnah of Rabbi Yoshua going to Rabbi Gamliel. Tanu Rabban and the Brisa relates a similar story. Kevin Shiro. So when Rabbi Gamliel saw Rabbi Yoshua, Aman Mikisa Vanashko Al Rosho, he got up and kissed him on his head. Amar Lach, Shalom Alecha, Rabbi Vitalmidi, a different language. Our Mishnah said, Bova Shalom. Here it says, Shalom Alecha, Rabbi Vitalmidi. This is very similar to the amount of time that we consider in halacha to be the amount of time of a hefsek. So sometimes, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but it certainly happened to me where I was in the middle of putting on my tefillin in the morning. And instead of saying the bracha of a sherkidashan of a mitzvah, I made a bore priyagafen or a hamotzi or a shahakal or any other bracha under the sun, which I've done numerous times. Now, if you catch yourself within a very short period of time um, called Kdechi uh, Pras, so the amount of time of bichdechilas pras is very very simple. Not bichdechilas pras. Toch kedibur. Bichdechilas pras is nine minutes. That's a very long time. I'm very tired. I'm sorry. I need more caffeine. I've only had seven caffeines today. 
So uh, only, and I'm going to finish my tea after this. So in the frame of time of Tokhide Dibur, which is just a few moments, how do we measure that time? It's with a phrase just like this, Shalom Alecha Rebbe Umori. That's how we measure it. It's a few seconds. So if you are putting on your tefillin and you accidentally make the bracha of whatever, or the wrong tefillin bracha, or any bracha, and you correct yourself within a short period of time, then you're, then you're okay to go. Then you can continue. That's fine. So this is the phrase of Shalom Alecha Rebbe Umori. Here he says, he kissed him on the head. And Rabbi Gamliel says to him, lo shalom alecha rabbi Peace is upon you, my teacher and my student. Again, slightly different language than our Mishnah. Here, because you taught me Torah in public, but you listen, even though it's hard for you, you listen. This is Rabbi Gamliel talking. What a lovely generation in which we live. Where the greats, you're greater than I am, Rabbi Gamliel says for Yoshua, and you still listen to me because of my role in the community. You're, you're very respectful. Says the Gemara, all the more so for people who are lesser than, uh, not, in a, not in a social emotional way, but those who are lower on the food chain than the, than the post-Gehador, of course they have to listen. Says the Gemara, what, what do you mean a Kalvachomer? It's, it's Pashat Achiyuf. That's a Pasuk in Chumash. You're obligated to listen, uh, right or left, whatever the Chachamim say, the Pasuk in Shoftim. We're obligated to listen to the Chacham. What do you mean? It's a Kalba Chomer. It's not a Kalba Chomer. You're Mechuyev to listen to the Chacham. Says the Gemara, you're right. It's just giving you the emotional space here. Ella says the Gemara as we wrap up this parak. When the regular people see that the greats, that Rabbi Yoshua is capitulating and he's bowing his head to Rabbi Gamliel, then like I really should be more respectful. Of course they have a Chiyu, but I'm obligated. We should come back to this daf in seven and a half years. Halfway down on daf Chavhem and let's continue. We're going to go to the very top of the next page. We'll stop at that next Mishnah on Chavav Meralef. Says the next Mishnah halfway down, Ra'uhu Bezdin v'chol Yisrael. Let's say that everyone, Bezdin and all of the Jews, they see the new moon. So what do you do? Nech kiru ha'edim. And then they did the, their investigations of the Edim. Below he speak ulomar mekudash ad shecha The sun set before they got the words mekudash out of their mouths. Harezem u'bar. That is not Rosh Chodesh. Then we don't treat the 30th as Rosh Chodesh, but rather it's Mu'bar. Now the 30th is not Rosh Chodesh, but it's an additional day in the previous month. And Rosh Chodesh will be the next day and the 31st day from the previous Mola. Next case, third line of the new Mishnah, Chavim and Bezra, U, Bezdin, Bilvad. What if not all the people saw it? Just Bezdin, they were out on the rooftop. They were all uh, schmoozing. They were learning Torah, whatever it was. They all looked up. They're like, oh, perfect. Uh, we have Mekudash HaChodesh. This is great. So what do you do? So Yam du Shnaim name. We take some of the witnesses. As this is called Eid Na'asad Dayan. We're going to discuss this so briefly at the top of the next page. So it says the Gemara, the Eidin become the Dayanim. And they can be Mekadish. Case three in the Mishnah. Let's say that there were three people, the Hain Bezdin. So the three Dayanim of the of a local Bezdin, they look up in the sky. They're the only three who see it. Perfect. So the halacha is Yamdu Hashnaim. Two of the people who saw it should stand up and give edus, and then the two who are no longer sitting down as dayanim should be replaced. Then, so let's say there's three people, there's three dayanim. Two of them saw the moon, so the two of them remove themselves from the bezdin because it's eid nasadayan. And then we have two empty seats on the bezdin of three. There's only one guy sitting there, so they get two fillers. Fine, very good. So then, and then these two guys who saw it, then they give testimony, whatever, they give all their testimony about the Kiddush HaChodesh. Second of the very wide lines, the people sitting in bezdin say, Taka, you're right. 
Mekudosh, Mekudosh, and then that month will be considered Rosh Chodesh, that day. She'ein hayachid ne'eman al yudei atzmo. Why did we have to fill in the gaps? We had three people on the Bezdin. Two of them stood up to give edus. Why did we have to fill in the gaps with, with another two people? So it says the Gemara, one person is not allowed to, uh, to be the, the defining factor, I should say the deciding factor, as to whether or not a Rosh Chodesh kicks in. Says the Gemara. Getting uh, ages, is that done during the day? Or We're going to discuss that in the Gemara now. We'll discuss that soon. Okay. Yeah. Says the Gemara, Why did the case have to be so explicit to say that not only did Bezdin see it, but so did all of the Jews? Says the Gemara, Itzrich, we needed this case to be very detailed. I might have thought, because since everybody thought thought that that was the case, then maybe we would have assumed that that maybe everyone saw it. It was so well known that even if you forget to say Mekudash, we don't care. Everybody knows it's Rosh Chodesh. That that's not true, that you need to say the word Mekudash, otherwise it doesn't work. Says the Gemara, if in fact everybody saw it, why do I need the best din is the best possible candidates? They know the din backwards and forwards. You're going to do why was there chakira saidim? Why was there drisha vechakira? Says the Gemara Hachikamar. Here's why we needed it. Inami, one of the possibilities is as follows. To teach us that even here, we needed to make sure that it's me'ubar. Says the Gemara, Leave it out. This case was a case where we know that it's going to be me'ubar because it, the sun set before they even got to it. Says the Gemara, I needed that as well. Maybe we would have thought the following, that once we start the Chakira Sa'idim, there's a process that's been put in motion, a multi-stepped process. Process number one is investigate all of the Edim. Process number two is say Mekudash, Mekudash. And we would have thought that because it started before, before the sunset, we're good to go. So that maybe we would say, That's the beginning of the halacha. And therefore, And maybe we can say that we're going to be Mekadesh the Chodesh even at night, just like we would by Dine Mamanus. And that's not the case. How do we know that by Dine Mamanus that it works even at night? It's not. We're about 15 lines from the bottom, three fourths of the way down. The Mishnah writes in regards to Dine Mamanus. Dine Mamanus, done in Bayom, Vigomrin Balayla. Ah, oh, beautiful. So we see that by Dine Mamanus that we are allowed to start the process of the, of, the, of the Din Torah during the day, and we're allowed to finish it at night. So Hachanami, maybe we would have said Mekadsh and Balelia, that because it's a whole process, starting with the Drisha V'chakira and ending with Mekudash, Mekudash. So therefore, we would have thought that maybe the Halacha is... Uh, as uh, Makadsh and Belelia that we can say over here too that you can finish. And I Kamash Mulan know that just like Michael was hinting to that the halacha is that um, that you cannot be Makadesh Shanai. Maybe we should say you can be Makadesh Shanai. Why can't you be Makadesh Shanai? Says the Gemara, because Amar Kra, the Pasik says, Ki chok Yaakov. Emas have a chok. When would it be a chok? Only big mardin. It would only become Rosh Chodesh by the Gemardin. And what is the Torah referred to at this? Uh, what is referred to in this Pasik is Mishpat. A Mishpat is a regular Din Torah. Ma Mishpat Bayom, just like a regular Din Torah is, a, is at, during the day only. 
So too over here, that's going to be the case, that it's going to be that uh, the Kiddush HaChodesh has to take place during the day. Two dots, ten lines from the bottom. We said that two of the people from Bezdin would get up and they would give testimony. Why are we letting it be that Shmia is better than Re'iyah? Why are we giving any aid to Sada? They're Bezdin. They're the higher standard. Let it be that they just saw it in Dayenu. Re'iyah should be more powerful. So says the Gemara, Amar Abzeri, you're absolutely right, but Kigon Shira'uhu Balayla. Uh, yeah, he saw it at night. So then he has to sit down tomorrow and give his atus about what he saw. But at night, even though you saw it, that doesn't help. But the Gemara then implies that if Bezin were taka to see the moon at the right time during the day, they would be Makadesh al without any Drishavikir, without any Aidus. It would just be done. Just their just their verbal testimony would suffice. The last two dots on the page, eight lines from the bottom, Rauhu Shlosha, Behain Bezdin, if three Jews who are Dayanim. They saw the moon was ready to go and it was Rosh Chodesh. Yamdu Shnaim. We said we take two of them to stand them in front of the Besin. And then because two out of the three are now Edim and no longer Dayanim, the Yoshiva Mechavrehem, they fill in the gaps. They got two guys, two Shmendriks are sitting on the side. Come, just be a part of the Besin. It's kind of like that Taras Nadarim. <laughs> You'll go, any, anyone and their, and their brother can do it. No problem at all. Take a seat. Fine. So says the Gemara, am I here too? Same question as before. If Besin was the one who saw it, then we can't be in a place where the Shmiya is greater than the Re'iyah, and we can't give the same answer as before. Before we answered that it's nighttime. We can't do that here. We already said that. If you want to say, then these two cases in our Mishnah are the same. The first one taught me the Din already, that you're not allowed to that you're not allowed to do it at night. You're not allowed to uh, be Makadesh al at night. And if that's what this case is talking about also, then it's the same thing, says the Gemara. No. Seifa Yitzchalei, the end of this of this case was the important part. I might have thought that if I alone was the witness, if the two Edim testified about their Kiddush HaChodesh to me as one person, that that would have been sufficient. I might have thought, four lines from the bottom, wrapping up soon, Wow. That if you ask a real big halachic shayla to a bezdin, so yes, they can give the answer. But if you have one person who is the bucky in town, so then maybe by Kirsha Chodesh, we could have said the same thing. Maybe we should assume that it's that we can even have the two Adim speak to one other person, one Dayan, and the two Adim will give their testimony. The one person will listen and say, Makudash, Makudash, and then it's Rosh Chodesh. Nope. Kamash Malan, the halachos are different. That yes, by Dine Mamanis, we do allow for one expert to be the Posek Acharon. However, when it comes to this halacha, when it comes to uh, the halachos of Kiddush HaChodesh, we require that it be more than one person. Why? Maybe we should say that it's even one person that, that can be, say, the Kudash, that can be the listener of the Edus. Says, no. No one's greater than Moshe. And when it came to Moshe in regards to Kiddush HaChodesh, he wasn't allowed to paskin on his own either. Says the Gemara. You can only give the final psak of Mekudash, Mekudash, when it's Moshe, and Aharon, implying that Moshe alone was insufficient and no one can compare to Moshe. The Pasuk writes, Vayomer Hashem el Moshe ve'el Aharon. Good. Last little sugya for tonight, and I've already hinted to this. Our Mishnah seems to imply that you can have an aid, uh, you can have a Dayan become an aid and an aid become a Dayan. What was the case in our Mishnah? 
the, the Edim were Dayanim. They saw things. They became an aid. So it says the Gemara, this implies, this implies to say, that you can have an aid become a Dayan and a Dayan become an aid. Remember, what was the case? All, uh, all of the Jews saw it, right? And then what did we do? We had a couple of Jews testify in front of others who also saw it. So then the aide is becoming a dayan. He's, he's, sitting on the, he's sitting on the bench. He's listening. How is that possible? You're sitting on the dayan's bench, but you're an aide. Ain't aide not said dayan. This implies the aide not said dayan. Lema, that must be. Why is that like our, Why is it that Rabbi Akiva can't be like our Mishnah? Because black on white, Rabbi Akiva rejected this, this uh, position of Eid Nasadayan. Let's see the Bryce, the last line of Chafayim Bebez as we turn to the top of Chafav Meral at the Tanya. Sanhedrin Shiro Echad Shehoraga Sanefesh. Let's say that the Sanhedrin themselves saw a case where one person killed another person. Top of Chavav Meral. The room splits. And then you have your Edim. And the Tanakama says, Yeah, we believe Eid Nasadayan. That's a perfect alignment with our Mishnah, where our Mishnah as well, in the beginning of the Perak of Perak Bezdin, also said Eid Nasadayan. But what does Rabbi Akiva hold? Rabbi Akiva, Omer, second line, Kula Nasin Edim. All of them are going to be Edim, but they ain't Edim Asadayan. You have to get Nudayanim, who didn't see what happened, because he holds extremely clearly four words, ain't Edim Asadayan. So that means that if our Mishnah seems to employ or seems to allow an aid to become a Dayan and not give his testimony, then it's a total opposite sheet of Rabbi Akiva, which means that our Mishnah can't be like Rabbi Akiva. So says the Gemara, as we will conclude for tonight, we could even say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva. How so? Fourth line. That's a different case. In regards to a case of, of Dina Nefashos, the rules are different. There, that's where we say, You should judge the nation and you should save the nation. And you can't be in both the judging and the saving categories. Therefore, Rabbi Akiva says over there, But we came into Chazin, and I should say, Because this this uh, Dayan actually saw the murder take place. He can't also be the one to fulfill the rest of the Pasuk of You can't be both a Shofet and a Matzil. It's impossible. But in our case, it being the Kadesh HaSachodesh, no. I feel Rabbi Akiva Moda that we agree to the principle of Eid Nasadayan. We only hold of the rule of Ein Eid Nasadayan, that he can't play both roles in a case of Dine Nefashos. We'll stop right here. Mir Hashem, tomorrow night, we'll pick up with a blot and a half, wishing you all a beautiful night. Yeah.